Hey friends, I'm Sarah, your Christian forgiveness coach, and you're listening to Forgive Everyone for Everything Every Day Right Away, where I talk about forgiveness, how to do it, and how to overcome all the things that get in the way of it. I'm not a therapist or a counselor. I'm a highly trained, certified life coach, a Christian, and I'm here to share my experiences and wisdom with you, but also grow and evolve along the way. Everything I share comes from love. Thanks for joining me on this journey. I'm so glad you're here. Hey everybody, it's me, Sarah, your Christian forgiveness coach, and you are listening to or watching Forgive Everyone for Everything Every Day Right Away, episode number 35, Forgiveness and Texting. <laughs> so if you have been listening to my podcast for a while now, I'm pretty open and not at all afraid to talk about what's actually going on in my life. So today I'm going to share a text exchange between my husband and I and how I'm kind of working through it and learning from it. So the first thing I want to kind of talk about are like intentions. Um, when it comes to intentions, you know, like we can decide other people like generally have good intentions or we can decide they have bad intentions. We could find evidence for both in most situations. I've purposefully been expending, you know, like a lot of energy choosing to think that like 99% of the time other people have good intentions. I may not always see it that way, uh, and I may not always get it right, but I've made a conscious decision to believe that. So if I believe most people have good intentions, then I'm less likely to interpret what they're saying as bad or mean or hurtful or negative. So especially when it comes to texting, you know, where we don't see the other person's facial expressions and we don't hear their tone of voice. So when we make assumptions about things that we are really just telling ourselves, like we're making up a story in our mind, it's made up. Like <laughs> we may think that we have all the evidence in the world. We may think that we know that person so well, we can read their mind, but at the end of the day, we're still telling ourselves a fictional story in our head about what someone meant when they said or typed something. So here's something that I've learned or thought about. I'm, 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 I'm not good at this yet, but I'm working on it. If I'm going to make a story up in my head anyway, <laughs> well, then I might as well make it a good one, right? <laughs> So think about that for a second. It's natural, I think, for a lot of us to kind of, our brains kind of go to worst case scenario. So if you're anything like me, you may find that your brain wants to do that. So let's say you read a text and immediately your brain like thinks the worst. You're like, oh, are they mad? What did they mean by that? Did I do something wrong? You know, and then our brains go down like this rabbit hole of what ifs. And they feel so, so true, don't they? We can conjure like this whole story in our head about 
one little text. And then it makes us feel horrible and it affects our lives, it affects how we interact, how we feel, all of it. All by like this imaginary story that we are believing, usually unconsciously. So what I've noticed is when we do this, it's a pretty good indication of what's going on in our brain. It's never about the other person. It's never about the text, the words, none of that. If our brain reads a text, like reads words, and it immediately goes to worst case scenario, and we are thinking negative thoughts about what they said, what they mean, all of that, that is a sign that we may wanna take a look at our own thoughts. So again, we interpret meanings behind texts, don't we? And, and I think it's an, it's an indication, again, of what's going on in our own brain. And it's worth taking a look at. So if we assume the text words were rude or mean or short or disrespectful or angry, it's worth taking a look at why. Why are we assuming that? So I have found it to usually be one of two things. It has to do with our own thoughts about the other person or our own thoughts about ourselves. And both I think are worth taking a look at and questioning, especially of course, if we're in pain and we're struggling in a relationship. So back to the text exchange that I had a few days ago with my husband. Just out of the blue randomly, he texted me an apology. He just said, I'm so sorry. And I had no idea what he was apologizing for. In fact, like when I read it, I was like, oh, uh oh, he's about to tell me some bad news or something. So he was coming from a place where he thought I was mad at him about something. Um, so once we clarified that, I said, no, I'm not mad at you. And I asked him, this is all over text. I asked him, what did I do to make him think that? And then he told me it was my body language. And I understood immediately what he meant, totally owned it. Like, um, I understood like why he would assume that I was mad at him because I had been rather standoffish, but I proceeded to tell him like, yes, I've been like stressed over this, frustrated about, you know, like things that had nothing to do with him. So for me, in my mind, once I, I thought I made that clear, like it was problem solved, but in his mind, it was not. And the texting like went on from there and it got more and more muddled and ended in um, like disconnection from my end. So we both texted some things that we interpreted in our minds about what the other person meant. And here's why, because of our own individual thinking. That's all relationships are our thoughts about the other person, our story about the other person. And what I realized, it's all imaginary. So stay with me for a sec. <laughs> Some of you are thinking, no, it's fact. And I'm offering, no, it's not. It's our fictional story about whoever we're in relationship and what may or may not be going on in their mind, which may I remind us all, 
we do not know what's going on in someone else's mind. Nothing is a fact unless everyone in the world would agree on it. So yes, we can say that person's name on their birth certificate, their age, their birth date, those kinds of things are facts. Everything else that we're thinking about them is our story. So I realized something after getting some coaching on this texting exchange that my husband and I both have an imaginary version of the other person that we created in our mind. And sometimes that changes. His version of me, at least in this particular text exchange, was that I was mean and disrespectful after something I had texted. My version of me was not. My intention behind what I had texted did not come from feeling angry or mean or disrespectful. It wasn't until I read the words that he texted back at me about being mean and disrespectful that I stopped. Now this is where my version of him came into play. When he assumes I'm mad at him when I'm not, I think he's making my actions about him. So like the body language thing, I was frustrated about other things, you know, like air conditioning went out, you know, dealing with something in my office, all things that had nothing to do with him. But when I'm frustrated, I do tend to like kind of be internal. I'm not very conversational. I'm not very touchy feely. Um, and this is not a problem for me. Like I'm okay with it. I'm okay with my frustration. I let it, I let it be, I know I'll work it out. I always do. So that's why I thought my explanation was sufficient. So when I said that he was making it about him, his version of that was that I was calling him selfish and I wasn't, but remember now we're into his brain and his thoughts. He either believes on some level he is selfish and struggles with that, or he believes that's what I meant, that I think he's selfish. And that was hurtful to him, that his wife thinks he's selfish. So again, again, we don't really know what is going on in someone else's brain, but you know, and for all I know, it's even a childhood trigger, who knows? But just for an example, let's say his version of me was a wife that thinks her husband is selfish and therefore is mad at him and mean to him and says disrespectful things. Again, all his version. So yeah, like she's not very nice, right? <laughs> but notice, I didn't think he was being selfish. I just was trying to point out that he was assuming my body language was about me being mad at him when it wasn't. That's all I meant by it. So then I really got to thinking, like, what is my version of my husband in my head? And how has it changed over the years? How aware am I that it's my version and not fact? Do I like this version? Because let me tell you, when you don't like the version you're telling yourself about the other person, guess what? You're creating an experience that hurts you. And then like, how do we show up from that place, right? So I now see how my husband's version of me in this whole texting story was not a nice version. She was a version who was mean and disrespectful. And he was suffering 
from believing that version and he acted from that place. My version of him was a husband who didn't understand me, didn't see me, didn't listen to me. And then I suffered and I disconnected, stopped interacting, withdrew. So it's so fascinating, right? So both of us created a version of the other in our mind and reacted based upon that version we were believing. So biblically speaking, we can also ask ourselves like, is, the ver is this the version God created? Like, ooh, that is such a great question, right? If I'm choosing a version that is not so nice, is that God's version? Or is that the version the enemy wants me to latch on to? So it took me a bit of time and a bit of coaching to realize too that it is a choice. Now, I know all thoughts are choices, but this is a concept that takes a lot of practice for me to live into, especially in relationships, but it's practice worth doing. So the next time you read a text, just notice your initial reaction. Did the words make you feel happy, excited, maybe neutral, maybe upset or angry? Now, find the thought. Because it's never the words that you just read in that text that are making you feel anything. Find that thought. Get curious as to why you're choosing to think it. Do you even realize it's a choice? If it is a choice, do you like your reasons? Is it creating the experience that you want? And try to recognize that you have control over all of it, which is good news. Talk to you next time. Bye. Hello, my friends. If you are ready to take the concepts I share and teach to a deeper level in your life and relationships, please join me in my one-on-one -on -one coaching program where we will talk about forgiveness and how it applies to whatever is going on in your life. You can schedule a free consult call with me on my website at thechristianforgivenesscoach.com. Let's master the art of forgiveness together.